four and two Jets uh, going to Mile High, playing the two and four Broncos. Um, I guess at the time we're recording, we're not actually sure if Russell Wilson will fully play or not. Um, after that subway video, I hope he doesn't. There's a new one tonight. Check it out in my Twitter account for the engagements and interactions. Colin, what's your thoughts on this game? Jets had a, a fantastic performance on both sides of the ball last week, mainly their defense. But Sauce Gardner um, enjoys his cheese. Yeah, Jets have been a um, young, young team, very impressive. And um, they... For for me, I suppose for for them, it's going to probably come down to the run game. Um, the the Broncos' defense has been very good, other than that Raiders game, and uh, Zach Wilson doesn't tend to like playing under pressure. So I imagine you'll see plenty of pressure come on him. Look for for the Broncos. Um, when James Palmer tweeted earlier, the Broncos have seven offensive touchdowns. That puts them in a three way tie with Nick Chubb and Travis Kelsey. When even James Palmer is is taking the mick out of you, you are the laughing stock across the league. People are saying that the Broncos should be banned from prime time. When your running back sulks on the sideline, and, and then you find out afterwards that no one even had decided to have a conversation with him to tell him that he wouldn't play in the second half, he starts liking tweets about being traded. And then your coach goes up to the podium and says, oh, he's going to start this week. When your Q- QB has a very real injury that's causing very real pain, but then your offensive coordinator um, gets to the podium and says, well, we're preparing um, Russell Wilson, Brett Rippon, and Josh Johnson. Um, so we're preparing all three. Great. But apparently he hasn't left the facility. This is the offensive coordinator. This is the alpha male stuff. He hasn't left the facility. He has slept in the facility and he takes pride in the fact that he hasn't seen his family this week. I do not know what's going on in Denver. It is somebody needs to take hold of things because um, that is in and, and we are back in the Vance Joseph era of when a microphone is put in front of a member of the coaching staff, it is becoming increasingly embarrassing. Um, it is I cannot pick the Broncos this this week, though I do think they actually match up quite well against the Jets, but I can't do it. The Jets should, and the expectation for Jets fans should be that you go in to Mile High on Sunday and you turn over the Broncos. Is sorry, I was just be shocked there. Um, sorry right, to all the podcast listeners for the soothing ASMR North Dublin tones. Um, Zach Wilson had 10 completions in the entirety of the game last week. Um, the Jets are playing a, a, a particular offense where they just don't want him to make any mistakes or mess up because they're so reliant on such a strong defense. Um, to win the game for them, and for large parts of the game, that was the same way in which it played out last week and the week prior to that because. Well, the Dolphins put up 17 points and they blew them away in the fourth quarter with three touchdowns in fairness. They got, the game got away from the Dolphins, but this, this season is very much around the Jets' defence and how strong they are. And Quinn Williams having a fantastic season, two sacks last week. But the Broncos' defence, despite all the stuff that Collins alluded to, all the, the background noise and all the stuff about Russell Wilson, consistently the Broncos' defence has played really well this season, with the exception of the game in Vegas. And they played really well on Monday night. Herbert's highest completion um, was 24 yards, 22 yards to, to Williams, and he threw 57 times throughout the course of the game. They held him in check for large parts, and they really, on a better day, Broncos offensively should have won the game. And I think that's what happened on Sunday. I think they'll, they'll 
stopped his Jets defense, and then it's very much around, can the Broncos put enough drives together to win the game? They have to this week. This is We're getting to the last chance to loon there for the season, and I think they will. I think they'll find a way to get it done, and uh, they'll address the, the flaws. I keep, I keep trying to do it. Trusting them. I didn't trust them on Monday because I felt the Jags, sorry, the Chargers offense would be very good. It wasn't. And they still lost the game, but I think they'll win the game on Sunday in my life against the Jets. So, low scoring game. Broncos to come out the right side of it. Maybe a field goal win. Uh, this is two of the best defenses in the NFL. Like, they're both serious units. I think, you know, the first half of the Seattle game was a, a low spot for Denver uh, when they started the season, but they've been extremely impressive since then um justin simmons come back into the lineup as well as even raised it to another level and like brian said like they shut down the Chargers, who are still one of the better offenses in the league the one thing i don't want to do though is dismiss the jets offense the jets actually have been very impressive especially when the game matters it's most they've had five turnovers in the fourth quarter uh on the defensive side which we are all very impressed by but they've actually outscored opponents 68 20 in the fourth quarter They've put points on the board when it's really mattered. And yes, can you trust Zach Wilson? There's a fine question for you. And I would not be um, putting my life's uh, you know, uh, earnings on him. But Brees Hall and that running game has been impressive. They have more talent. They have been protecting their quarterback. God forbid, that's a weird scenario. I mean, they even made Joe Flacco look good earlier on this season so this ain't you know used to say like this ain't your daddy's jets like this isn't even our jets guys again like i said about the giants this isn't the jets that we remember for the last decade frankly uh ever since rex ryan left the building um this team is actually good god that feels weird to say but they're good they're four and two they're they're right there they're in a wild card slot they're right up there with the bills they've overtaken the dolphins and they probably um have and they have every right to be there so whilst i have every respect for the Dol- for the broncos defense they've had to be that good because the offense is the worst in the league it's the least points scored in the entire league so they have to make up for the mess that's been created and frankly, I just trust the Jets. And I can't say I'm saying these words. I trust the Jets' offense more than I trust the Broncos' offense. And I rate it a roughly a draw on defense. So with that, I'm going to say that <laughs> the following week, we're going to have the 2-5 and five Jacksonville Jaguars coming to London to play the 2-5 and five Denver Broncos when the New York Jets win this weekend. I've said a few times... Uh, over the last few weeks about how good it is to see Robert Sala do so well and they've given the time to embed himself in that team and it's only going to get better and better and we've seen last week when I when I was talking about the offensive situations and how well he done in Green Bay I meant the run Brees Hall had more rushing yards than every running back for the Packers last week put together uh, and the confidence that they had even though Zach Wilson didn't do incredibly well they still still got the win and the defence looks legit I think that's one element of it um I think I think the thing for the Broncos is I I had said on Monday night that I expect a blowout to come. I, I thought it would have been against the Chargers, but the, the this defense can only take you so long. Um, the column has mentioned a few factors there, but certain players, certain situations, um, a, a blowout is coming. Whether it's this week or next week, um, you know the defense can be credited for playing very well. That that's great, but it's not going to win you anything unless you can actually score points. Uh, I think the more concerning thing is, outside of this game, their head coach doesn't understand the basic rules of football. 
doesn't understand X noses, doesn't understand how to count. And I think that's a major factor. I am of the belief, and I'm, I'm putting it now on record, that um, I believe the Jets will win on Sunday in a low-scoring game. Probably like 19 to 10 or 19 to 12, uh, and I and I, I I really feel that Hackett will lose his job after London. I I think you know he was brought in prior to the ownership situation taking over. They have spent a considerable amount of money and uh, revamped their franchise on a quarterback, which is not working yet. And all you have to do is just look at the situation in Seattle and look at the ways in which Russell Wilson was allowed to control his offense. And if you need to, in terms of trading the free agents, bring someone in. Do whatever you need to do. They're not doing that. And as a result, Hackett will lose his job sooner rather than later. And I mean, they're lucky that the Raiders are one and four. But yeah, in terms of the Jets, like you, you got you got to give them props. They've been enjoyable to watch on the defense side of the ball, especially. And uh, they'll win this week, no problem at all. I do believe as well the Jaguars will win next week. But I'm giving everyone a warning because I'm not sure who will be on the broadcast next week. I'll pick the Jaguars so I don't get lynched in person. Sorry, I'll pick the Broncos so I don't get lynched in person next week. But I still don't think they'll win. And um, very disappointing on a personal side but as a professional side here uh, the Jets will walk over them on Sunday not a like lock of the week for me printing lock of the week I can't remember the last time the Jets were also were were picked by three of the four people on this show I don't think it's like it's like it's obvious after watching what done to the Packers last week I mean the Packers main problem is Rodgers can't get the ball down the field and look what their defense done regardless Michael I think it's a great day for the Garden State but you know, New Jersey has both its teams doing so well again. So it's delightful to see. And we've a lot of Jets fans giving us golf online. I, I don't want to hear one person now saying a negative about my picks in terms of the Jets. The one thing the Broncos can do when they get it right is get the ball down the field. Jerry Judy's had four games in a row, fifty plus yards. Cortland Sutton gets himself available. The players are there. The players are getting getting themselves in position. But they can't score. Like they can get the ball down to the red zone, but they can't score. Anyway, anyway, anyway. I would like to publicly apologize for not including the Raiders on the quick fire round. I think that's really, really rude of me. So we'll do a quick, quick fire bonus podcast segment here. Uh, the Raiders, who are sitting one and four um, in the AFC West, are probably looking at that Jets game and licking their lips, thinking, happy days. Because if they lose now, they're going to try and move up. Um, and f- fair play to them. They're, they're only three games back from having a an even record. Uh, the thing for the Texans so far this season is um, Davis Mills has played five games. He has a 62% completion rate and he has had four interceptions. Another rookie quarterback or young quarterback in the league has had four interceptions is Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett's got a 66.5% um, completion rate. So I have to give it to Kenny. He's doing better in terms of the, of the stats there, even if he did get concussed a couple of times. Pierce is the main positive for this Texans team, but this is the Texans team in a massive, massive building mode. They won't give Lovey Smith the time, unfortunately, I, I feel. Um, but, you know, me and Brian talked about it on the uh, betting podcast this week, which is available now on the podcast network. If you want to listen to it, uh, please do feel free to. It's a bit of crack. That's, this is a game in which the Raiders should potentially try and get down the field and score a lot of points you got Josh Jacobs Devontae Adams and they need to try and try and get these guys down to score at least 14 to 21 to 28 points to defeat this Texans team and defeat them well and I feel that our performance is coming for the Raiders I'm going to pick the Raiders Colin Raiders Raiders say Texans say Texans Raiders okay 
I was waiting for like a commander's esque text inspector from, from from Mark, but not coming. No one, no one's okay. Uh, okay, right. What's next? Um, Chargers. Seattle. Ah, Seattle against the Chargers. Um, Geno Smith, per executive producer's notes, is the second highest rated quarterback in the league. What a season it's been. Hmm. What a season it's been. Uh. Where where do you even go from that stat column? Geno Smith is the second highest rated quarterback in the league. Um, 64.5% completion rate and he's the second highest quarterback in the league. Yeah, he's, that, been, yeah. he's been fantastic through the, the first six weeks. He's been amazing. And if you want on, on the other side of things, talk about a comparison. Uh, Tariq Woolen taken in the the fifth round has been phenomenal. I, you could I, I, through the first six weeks, and there's time to go, but he's he's playing at like sauce sauces level in terms of for for a rookie cornerback. He's been brilliant. And if you were to compare that to the the now look, I say this uh, with um, you know the caveat I am a Broncos fan, recognize the Russell Wilson contract and trade, but my goodness, J C Jackson. Bill Belichick has done it again. He turned an average quarterback into an amazing stud asset, got him absolutely paid, and he went elsewhere. If I mean, Brian talks about the, the Broncos being able to move the, the ball down the field. If JC Jackson hadn't been on the field um, the other night, it wouldn't have happened. He, he was an absolute liability. It was incredible. He looked like he'd never played football before. He he looked more uncomfortable under the high ball than Patrice Ever on his debut against Man City when he got pulled at halftime. It was phenomenal. And the Chargers have somehow got to figure that out. I I think the Chargers have some really nice pieces. I think injuries have taken their toll. I said it. I don't believe Mike Williams is WR1. I, I don't believe he is. I think he's he'd be fine if he was WR2. I don't think they have a speed threat. Um, I think Justin Herbert is a fantastic uh, QB, but I don't think they have the the weapons around him. Seattle have absolutely coalesced around the Russell Wilson leaving. Their their draft class has been brilliant in terms of the the tackles. Um, they they will like their defense still has issues undoubtedly. I just don't think the Chargers right now are in a position to take advantage of that. And I'm going to say that for this week, the Seahawks roll on and they get the, the victory over the Chargers. Oh God, Colin, then we have to four wins and we only have another five to go to hit the bullseye number nine target. Um, so I got distracted when you were talking about that because Elijah Moore of the Jets wide receiver, second year in the, second year in the league, has asked for a trade to see him from the Jets. He's not happy with the offense. Um, anyway, back to this one. Uh, Kenneth Walker as well. Great. Um, I'm sure if you got into him, Colin, the, the running back who's stepped in, you know, stepped in after the serious injury to to uh, Penny. He's gone for the season. He had a great. He scored a touchdown last week. Touchdown the week before that. 110 yards combined last week. Again, another great selection by by this uh, this uh, Seattle team that are all riding around the head coach and. A lot of points proven. They're saying now that Geno Smith is going to be the highly sought after free agent uh, as quarterback next offseason if he's made available. Um, they're saying, but Seattle will make sure he's locked down for the future because he is their future. But I am going to side against Colin this, uh, as, well, as much as I would like to see the Seahawks win. So I, we do hit that magical nine number. 
Um, I think the Chargers um, are going because of defence. That Yeah, there is some bright spots on the defence here, such as Wooten and other players who are doing really well, but overall, collectively, when it comes to playing games against expansive offences, they can't match, they don't match up well. We saw against the Falcons at home, they struggled, they lost the game. I think it's the same scenario this weekend. Chargers to roll on and get another win this weekend. Yeah, Michael, I, I've said this to Colin, but, you know, I, I think there's an angle here for Denver because I do worry with Russell Wilson being injured if you've got sufficient quality at the backup quarterback position. And now Seattle were kind of set with Geno Smith and everything. I really think they should reach out and see if they'll trade their backup quarterback to Denver to help them. Do you want um, to stay on this broadcast? Drew something or other. Um, do you want to stay on this broadcast? <laughs> Strike two. Keep going, keep going. Keep going. Anyway, we're previewing the Seattle Seahawks on the, the LA Chargers. And, and, and hopefully, hopefully, Mark, you're going to talk about the Seattle defense because I'm still waiting here. Please. Oh, no, no. I'm going to talk about actually about the Chargers defense for a second because Colin is absolutely right in his analysis of JC Jackson. I mean, let's put it, the last He's game the Chargers played, Damari Mathis started to lead the lead in pass interference penalties in just one game. And he still wasn't the worst cornerback on the field because JC Jackson had an absolute mare. Um, that isn't why he got paid squillions of millions uh, to, to come into the charges and, and firm them up. Um, so that is a serious concern, especially with some of the other injuries and the other people they're missing. However, I just can't see past how bad that Seattle defense is. I mean, they're entertaining, don't get me wrong. I think, you know, them, the Lions and the Falcons are going to be our red zone teams of the century uh, generally, but especially even this year, there's always going to be a bit of entertainment at red zone when we get into the witching hour when they're trying to make a illogical comeback or just, you know, give up massive touchdowns or score long, long range touchdowns. Um, but look, Austin Eckler's still there. He's the first player, I think, to get uh, second player in NFL history to have 25 receiving, 25 rushing touchdowns in his first six seasons. Um, he is that dual threat. They do have a speed issue, but there's enough talent. There's enough quality in that Chargers offense to take advantage of this Seattle defense, even though uh, it is in Lumen Field, isn't it? It's up uh, in Seattle, isn't it? Or am I... No, it's Inglewood. So actually, oh, well, there's no such thing Inglewood. as a Chargers home game anyway. So it's all going to be Seattle fans there, let's be fair. Um, but uh, yeah, I just can't see past that. I can't see past that defense being exploited. So I've still got the Chargers to take Seattle this week. Although I see where Colin's going with it. I, there's logic. There's logic. It's just, I'm stuck. Chargers. He's wearing the shirt. I'm wearing the shirt. Um, yeah that was actually quite alarming on, on Monday night that was the one takeaway I actually took from the game that didn't depress me that um, never mind the amount of orange and white jerseys and they were all Broncos jerseys in the crowd the amount of empty seats in that stadium was alarming and we can sit here and say it was 5 o'clock in the Monday lots of traffic but we seen it with our own eyes in February they had a Chargers pep rally the night before the Super Bowl in Santa Monica, which is a 45-minute drive west. Um, that team should not be in that city. That's a different conversation for a different broadcast, but luckily for them, they're going up against the Seahawks defense that has been in the bottom five of total defense all season. They see just, you know, 411 total yards per game. Um, they're the third worst in the NFL because they let in over 27 points a game, and they're going up against the Phenom in Justin Herbert on Sunday I mean it's great that Gino's done well 
uh, that's great. I think they're yeah they're averaging about twenty four points a game. The Chargers get over thirty in this game. They'll win this game comfortably. Um, I, I really feel like this is the week where teams start to fall. And this is the, one of the teams that will. The Seahawks will start to go down a bit. They've done a very good job so far. They've done a lot better than I think a lot of people thought. But they're lucky in the sense that the NFC West is surprisingly absolute dirt. 